Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Lava Lava. I am your host, Johnny. And uh, by joining me, uh, I'd like to introduce to you a new member. Uh, he's been with us the whole time. He just hasn't had the time to come in on our episodes. And you've seen him in, the, in two episodes ago. But uh, Saya, can I get you to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Sosaya Papali, 33 years old. Uh, I was born in Hawaii. My family's village in Kukwila is... Kafuma, Kokolan. Uh, I have three kids. I have uh, a girlfriend. I was in the Marine Corps also in uh, 2010 when I got out. Uh, I was a grunt, 0311. And now I'm, uh, I work as a diesel mechanic in Seattle. Nice. Uh, well, well, welcome, Saya. And then we got the usual suspects too as well. We got Prez, um, Milford, JP, Fatu, uh, Manu. And uh, I'd like to... Uh, carry on with uh, relationships is part three and we're going to move on to uh our f familial relationships with our parents and our siblings we're going to go i know we touched on it uh, a couple episodes ago but we're going to go in a little bit more in depth so we're talking about what constitutes a successful relationship as a son a daughter as a brother or sister just all in general with with your with your own personal family family unit i know not all of us have the same situation i know some of us don't have both parents, what what is your ideal relationship? And this is to kick out this open question to everyone. So feel free to chime in. Uh, the question is, uh, what do you think is 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 uh, ideal to have a successful relationship within your own family unit? I have a, a weird relationship with my siblings and my parents. Yes, we communicate, but we've never had any deep discussions. But as an adult, as I grow older. I've been able to establish uh, more deeper connections with my siblings and my parents, especially with my parents, my mom and dad. My dad is Chinese and he speaks a little bit Samoan, but he's not fluent. So there is a language barrier between me and my, my dad. There's also a language barrier between me and my mom, mostly because, uh, yes, I speak Samoan, but I don't know the words to convey what I'm feeling towards my mom, um, how to speak to her. Like when we're speaking in English, the English language has more words than the Samoan language. Um, so language barrier has been a problem with me and my parents. And now that I've grown up, um, I'm trying, I'm still trying to improve on that. For my siblings, uh, now that we're adults, we do talk more i do remember me and my uh especially my my brothers our language was always fighting over things because there's five of us and i didn't really have a, a relationship with my sisters because they were i was out of the house before like they entered high school so there's a huge gap in our relationships you know because you you can talk you speak and talk better with your siblings who are closer to your age than you than your siblings who are like five or 10 years you know that age gap yeah my, my family dynamics with my siblings and parents are is totally different i don't know if it's normal but we don't get into uh arguments now that we're older we don't really fight uh, we avoid a lot of trouble yeah it's mostly we avoid conflicts and we just help each other out okay uh i like that um yeah i'm, I'm similar to you where my my uh, younger siblings and me and my older brother are uh, 
we we're, we're much older and then my two younger siblings there's almost like a 10 year gap so it's like uh yeah we were in the states by the time they were starting high school and so our relationship wasn't I'm, I'm closer to my oldest brother than i am with the younger siblings but at the same time we we, we maintain a connection and then we all vibe and we get along that was one of those things where we use we utilize that our closeness and as adults, we laugh about things we used to do when we were little or as as me being the older sibling and stuff like that, but I'm still the older sibling here. So in times of need, they still call me and they if they need something or advice or something like that. So I still play the older sibling role here and there. Uh, are there other things like, I know, is there something that you could have done to increase that or, or to, to deepen that relationship with your siblings, Prez? I think uh, I would have... Uh try to forge our communication a little better because growing up we did our own thing like me and my brothers we we didn't really hang out too much with with each other we were always with friends or doing our own thing i think i would be open to having more discussions because we yeah we have the regular sibling talk but i've never had deep discussions with uh my brothers or sisters about life in general but i think i if I could go back, I would change that dynamic and be more like what the bond that we have right now as friends. I would be more trusting friend to my, my brothers and my sisters. And usually for something like that, uh, from my experience, I've always noticed that sometimes it just takes you to open the door. Sometimes they're on the fence, they're on the line, but they're afraid to make the first move. So sometimes you should make the first move. Um, it may not be the case, but usually it is. What about being a son to your parents? What, what constitutes a successful relationship with your parents? I'd like to uh, ask Milford about this one because I know uh, he's as a military brat, you've been moving around and oftentimes, you know, you get caught up with it. You know, us being in the military, we all understand what entails. Sometimes it's mission first, family second. So how would you uh, create a successful relationship with your parents? First and foremost, I think, you know, we talked about communication before, demonstrating patience, of course, and try to understand you know, the different worlds that we both come from. Because growing up, my, my dad, a career army man, you know, 28 years in, he retired as a chief one officer three. He could have went in as an officer. He went in at the age of 28, but he already had a degree. But his recruiter, you know, he didn't really know anything. He just wanted to take care of his family. And his recruiter didn't let him know about the officer route. He didn't convert until later. But because of, you know, his duties was stationed in Schofield Barracks for a while. So a lot of infantry out there. He was with the infantry unit and he was he was gone. A lot of my childhood, he was gone. Even growing up, if it wasn't deployed to, you know, Haiti, Afghanistan, Iraq, anywhere in the Middle East, anywhere in the world, you pick it. If he wasn't gone for this amount of time, he was gone for weeks at a time in the field uh you know so old at the time he was one of the first people installing phones in the humvees <laughs> that's how far back it goes but we so you know him with the fatigue and stresses of work you know as a Samoan man he doesn't complain you know he just puts his head down because he could have made sergeant major uh within pretty fast he made e7 in like 12 years just because he was grinding he was duty driven but by the time he came home, you know, he wanted to, well, this is how I saw it. He wanted to do, you know, like, as we all have our personal interests, do what they do. And then, you know, the kids follow suit. So there wasn't really a big time relationship growing up. Uh, even even in high school, uh, there was a big disconnect there. Even in, into adulthood, we're starting to connect more. But, you know, just 
being conditioned like that growing up, not having that relationship, I never really sought it out because I didn't know what I was looking for. You know, while he's trying to connect, there's the disconnect on my end because I'm just like, oh, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this now. We're going to be close, this and that. Because, I mean, I have my loyalty to my parents, but as far as like an emotional connection, that relationship you'd want with, you'd expect to see with the father and son, like you usually see, you know, outside movies or just other people. Uh, we don't really have that. I mean, it's getting better. You know, I'm trying to on my end to try to connect more, but just just because as most of my life, you know, wasn't really there. And a lot of the times growing up, even though I didn't do as they said all the time, I was disobedient is <laughs> do as I say, you just be there. I'll be here type of deal. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I like to switch up and throw it to Fatu then uh, from his perspective, uh, because your dad was a FIFL. I know we like mentioning that a lot. Uh, how was it on your side? What do you think would have made a successful relationship with you and your father or even your parents in general um, as FIFL and Fatua? What would you say constitutes or dictates uh, a successful relationship with your parents? I didn't really have any problems growing up. Most of our relationship was an open communication, especially when uh, I think when I went to high school, like my parents like stopped being hard on me and started having opening conversations. Like I have a good relationship with uh, both my parents because like by the time I was around fifth grade, by around fifth grade, I already knew what ticks them off and, you know, what puts them in a good mood. So I always moved around, you know, if they're about to get mad, I'll do this and make them happy. If they're happy, I'll keep them happy. We didn't really have any problems growing up. Like, I had a great childhood growing up. Uh, a lot of people think that uh, my dad was a fail from the beginning. My dad only became a fail, like, when we were, I think, fifth grade, sixth grade. So, well, my dad was on fail until then, and then I left. I went to Hawaii for high school, but our relationship was really good because my dad would ask me if I needed anything. Like, if there was, if it was something unimportant, I wouldn't let him know. Because I can handle it. Back then, you know, before I graduated, one of the things I kept in mind was to keep my my parents happy. So we never had a problem. So growing up, because I've always been the good kid that everyone knows. Hey, see, okay. so just maintaining that expectation, correct? Yeah. yeah. Be smart. <laughs> okay. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to be smart. Uh, all right. Well, what about uh, Saya? So. I know you should tell you you're an only child. Uh, what about that in that aspect? Because I know for some of us, we a lot of us have siblings. We had to share the love, spread the love. But as an only child, how did what would you say dictated or, or created that successful relationship between you and your parents as well? Me growing up as the only child, uh, we were a tight unit. Just me, my mom, and my dad. That's it. That's it. But with that being tight and all, uh, as I was growing up, I wasn't as close closer to my dad as you know as I was with my mom and just middle school, high school, you know, I do something wrong. I get my ass beat and, you know, I wouldn't talk emotionally, emotional level. I wouldn't talk with my dad about no things. It's always my mom. I run to my mom and for everything else, but not my dad. But <clears throat> now, now as an adult, you know, it's, we're still not there, but we're working on it. Like um, it's getting better with us talking and just doing stuff together. Yeah, it was, it's, it was, it's not like it was bad. It wasn't mm -hmm. bad. It's it's just we weren't too close. We butt heads sometimes. But yeah. So that, that, that in itself could have been a, a dynamic as well or for part of successful just to maintain that that balance where mom was the comfort 
and that was the the, the stability, the, yeah. the structure. You, yeah. When you need that that rigid strength, you look to dad, and when you need just a shoulder to cry on or somebody to, to hear you out, you always had mom. You know that was always just. Now uh, we're gonna move on to JP being raised by your mom, a single parent. What would you think would have dictated a successful relationship between you and your parent, or with you and your mom? Uh, it was it was pretty hard. Uh, four boys. My mom wasn't wasn't all there. You know, I don't I don't like using the word uh, mentally ill, but mm-hmm. that's that's what that's what I heard grew up. You know, that's that's what people refer to my mom as and say, like the doctors and stuff. She had a brain of a seven year old. So like she was still a little kid, but it like I'm, I'm super impressed by what my mom has done. So all four of us, we all grew up in Cocoland. My my oldest brothers were twins and we didn't really all, all my brothers. We really didn't have a relationship growing up because uh, they got sent away. So they got sent down here to Cali and like the Johnson side of the family is 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 bad. So like gangs and stuff like that. So I uh they got sent to Cali, they got jumped in the gang, and then they just got moved all over the place, you know? And my mom, raising four boys, she didn't really know how to raise kids. So, like, she never sasa me, but she she sasa like, my other three brothers a lot because she didn't know. Because when a kid cries, um, it could be a diaper change or maybe they need a bottle, you know? But, like, my mom didn't understand that. It was my mom was a kid, like mentally, and she was a kid trying to raise kids. So I had my mom, four of us, and then my grandma. So my grandma was was the one really raising us. But my mom was was the income, you know? She she helped pay the bills. Like she worked at Star Kiss and her shift she would leave at like two. So when I got home, like she was walking uh to wait for the bus and then she would get home at like five in the morning. So when I get up to go to school, she was asleep. So the only time I really met my mom was when we would pass each other as I was coming home from school and she was walking up to the bus stop. But like my mom had a had a big heart, you know, she made it happen. And that's what I strive to do for my kids. And sometimes like days get rough, you know, I get super tired. But then I always remember my mom because she never called in sick. This was a kid inside of, of a grown woman body. Um, raising four boys uh, all on herself, just like constantly going to work. Those those late night shifts, and it was rough, man. And the pay down in Samoa at that time was was like what pennies, pennies on a dollar. Yeah, it was like two fifty or, or three fifty an hour. But she made it happen. So when my brothers got sent away, and so like throughout my whole life, I just heard stories and stuff. You know, I haven't. And then Apelu, the middle brother, got sent to Polu to raise uh, my grandma's sister. So he's he's he he really didn't have a relationship with my mom. So like the first time I met my my real brothers was my mom's funeral back in 2013, and. It was just me and my mom. And then my mom's brother, he had a daughter. And then that's my sister, Hope. But then my mom raised her too. So it was me and her and my mom. That's all I knew growing up. So it was it was pretty hard. Like when I went home for my mom's funeral and then seeing like my real brothers, like everybody there, mm-hmm. because I felt they dipped out on us. You know, I felt like they they left us. They weren't really there. You know, but then as I as I grew older and stuff like that, I I, I learned to, to forgive and like to understand like they had it pretty rough, too. 
Like they had no decision in what they were doing. It was my uncles and aunties that sent them away. It was my family that sent them away, sent them here. They got jumped in the gangs. Half of their lives, they've been in prison. So like, but that first time seeing them in Hawaii, because when you fly to Samoa, you all meet up in Hawaii and then you fly Mm -hmm. down to Samoa together. And I saw my brothers there and they had brought their wives. I saw on social media, they had kids. But like we had no type of connection. All All I felt was hate hate for these dudes because they left me and my mom by ourselves you know it's just me hope and my mom but like my relationship with my mom is i wish i wish i could have done more mm-hmm. you know like yeah i was stationed out in japan and you know we had opened my mom an account and i was sending money and stuff like that but i wish i i had done more so that's what i i live with that regret every day you know i'm i'm you know, talking with my wife and stuff like that. It's just keeps on telling me, you know, you need to forgive yourself and stuff like that. But like my mom never gave up on me. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just hard, man, because my mom wasn't pretty. So I was like I was really ashamed of my mom, you know, because kids would make fun of my mom, you know, like call her ugly. And then it would it would make me mad, you know, because my mom would show up to school. But it's like the small stuff like that we, we're talking about right now is you want to be present. Like I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a father figure, you know, but my mom was my father and she was there like every event, like schools and stuff like that. But now looking back, man, that was pretty, that was pretty shitty of me, you know, to, to, to get super embarrassing my mom there. Cause you know, all kids are like, your mom's ugly, you know? So it's like, oh man, now I'm embarrassed. Our relationship, like on, on, on my side, I, like my mom, my mom, she loved, you know, I sent there like, mm. And I graduated boot camp and everything, super proud. You know, I bought her a car and stuff like that. So, like, rest in peace to my mom. I know she left this world and, and she was happy, you know. She's like, um, one of my sons made it, you know. I made it, yeah. you know. Like, I, I still have a lot of stuff emotionally that I'm, I'm still working on, you know. And that's why I, I feel like it's because of my mom is why I'm such a, I don't want to say I'm, I'm an awesome dad, but, like, I you learn like to appreciate good, more, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a good dad because of her. Like, I, I owe it all to her, you know? Type of person she was. She had a big heart. She was always helping people out. People took advantage of that. Like, yeah, I know we were talking about, like, the, the whole relationship and stuff like that. My wife will always tell me that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too nice. You know, I have an open heart, but it's because I get that from my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, normally you would... You would size people up and then slowly get to know them. But like, if I see people out, bro, I bring them in. I, like, I open my doors and stuff like that. It's until they they break that trust is when I'll cut them off. Which is which is like reverse of what people normally do. You know, you want to get to know the person first before you trust them a hundred percent. But when I see people, you know, I'm like I I approach them, you know, and I trust them automatically. And it's, it's because of how my mom raised us and stuff like that. So like, and, and it's it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because like a lot of times I'll get screwed over, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. I, it hurts more. They're because, vulnerable. Yeah. It hurts more because I trust people a hundred percent for the first time I meet them instead of the, the other way around. But, but I, I just want to say, man, if, if you still got your mom, make sure you reach out to them, talk to them, do your best. Like people think it's it's buying them a big house, buying them a, a a brand new car. No, it's just being there. Like a lot of times when we grow up old and and we get super busy with life, that we forget they just want our company. You know, they just want to hang out. You know, maybe take them out for lunch. You know, <laughs> take them out the bingo. You know, yep. that's all that's all they need. Okay. You know, if you still got your parents, take the time and 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 spend the time with them, man. Because when when they're gone, they're gone. And uh. 
you now you're just left with regrets, you know, and there's there's really nothing you can do about it. Amen to that. Well, for one, yeah, you got me speechless, bro. That's uh, that's actually really good. Uh, I believe that everything you've done up to this point is is fair. You had a crappy situation to begin with. And you made the best with it. You grew up with it. And then, you know, we can all arm armchair quarterback it in hindsight. Hindsight's always the best thing, but you can't really turn back time and go fix it. So overall, I believe that where you're at now, you're a good person. You shouldn't change that. There's nothing wrong with it. And that's, I think it's huge to building a successful relationship. Just that little bit, knowing that you cared enough or you remembered her memory or you were there yeah, support financially, spiritually, it didn't matter. You you still remembered and you cared. And that was always a big thing. Um, now, we're going to switch it over uh, uh, to, to Manu. Yeah, I was going to come for you. What about you? What do you think is uh, important to establishing a successful relationship as a, as a son? Pretty much you guys already said everything, but growing up, it, it was hard. It was always around my mom. Not really a big favor of my dad because my dad was a... Uh, he's a... Uh, He's a very different person, and uh, and I, I I think all my brothers and sisters are were were, were uh, close to my mom and not with my dad because you know maybe it's because we always get sussed up back back then, but now you know as you grow older you you tend to to know a lot of things about your parents, but now they're now it's different. It's a whole different story, and like JP was was trying to say. Uh, you got to spend time with them no matter what. Even though my dad was, uh, you know, he did all that salsa, the the fiaos and all that stuff back then. But, you know, he's my dad. I love him no matter what. So I try to spend as much time with them. And like today, I, you know, barbecue, I went and dropped off uh, some food. And uh, I, I told my parents that I love them, you know. So I try to do that every Sunday. You know, sometimes I do see my dad as an old dad, like from back in the 90s. Like every time I would see him, I'm thinking about that same dad, you know. But my dad now, he's different. He's all about, you know, church stuff. And he even calls me up and say, hey, son, if you have time, come with me, man. Let's let's go to church. I'll be there. Little things like that. And that's why it's it's important. I think the, the key to this whole uh, thing that we're talking about is, is all about communication. And if you get a chance, like what JP was saying, if your parents are still alive, you know, call them up. Your brothers and sisters, me and my brothers and sisters, we, we we're very close. You know, I haven't had any issues with my brothers and sisters. Just, you know, the way we were raised different. It feels like uh, uh, every time um, something pop up back then, all the hev- all that load is on my back. I always get the the salsa, and mm-hmm. if, if I see my 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 brothers or sister, you know, getting salsa, I'm I'm there for them. I I gotta jump in and try to help them. You know, try to take that load off of them. But now it's it's a whole different story i like to be there for my parents i like to go there i like to visit them i like to tell them that i love them you know i like to do little things like uh like you guys were saying uh take them out you know we could be a buffet or or take them shopping or any type of uh, activity will work and that's where i'm at now i i try to spend as much time as i can with my parents and so uh, my brothers and sisters thank you thank you for that and, and to cap it all off, uh, I believe that we can all agree that communication 
huge factor. A lot of times we hold in stuff we don't. That would be better off said than be kept inside. Um, communication. It's always been a key thing to everything. Oftentimes in, in relationships, we run into this mind reading aspect where uh, you were expecting this, but got this. You were disappointed, created conflict. Now you guys are arguing, and it, it, it applies to. Uh, your spouse, or applies to your children, or applies to your parents as well. So it was like communication. I was always big thoughtfulness, being mindful of of the of the little things that the little ticks that your kids do, or the stuff that your wife loves, her favorite color. Your parents is uh, remembering their anniversary, or or knowing what your mom's favorite food was and getting it for her, stuff like that. I think it's been a very enlightening episode just for our viewers to know that you know a lot of us are still human i i grew up in a perfect home had both parents i was an outstanding son i was uh actually no i actually turned out to be a bad son i was number two out of five uh all boys the youngest was a girl uh there was a huge disconnect well not disconnect but there was just an age gap to where me and my older brother took care of the younger siblings while my both parents worked we had a stable home my parents made they were both financially stable and they continue to be more financially stable as time grew. Um, I know I, I used to complain that I didn't get all the nice stuff back then, but now in hindsight, now that I'm a parent and I look at stuff like this and I, I can see, you know, you start off somewhere and then you grow. So the younger siblings get the nicer stuff, but the older siblings get the meaningful time. Um, so it's always a give and take, but I appreciate all the good feedback and uh, please like and subscribe and uh, let us know in the comments um, what, we can do better. And if you have a story you want to tell, feel free to let us know. We'll always hear you out. This is Behind the Love Lava. Check us out next time.